All right. Welcome back to Mainly Stupid, episode number five. How we doing, folks? Oh, what a day it's been. Let me tell you. It's a beautiful day out there. It was very nice. Yesterday, rainy, shitty, sucked. Today, oh, beautiful day today. Got the daughter a bike. Where'd you pick her up the new wheels? Oh, the old FB Marketplace. So she's been uh, cruising on those all day. Just got them to bed. Exhausted. I'm sure. We went down to the local elementary school to let her rip in the parking lot. And I think she did about 420 laps. And it was insane. (laughs) Kids have so much energy. Yeah. I don't know how she's still going. But she is. Of course. She on two wheels or she on training wheels? Uh, we we left the training wheels on this one. I almost ripped them off today because she's already maxing out like the speed on the bike. Yeah. Kid kid loves to go fast. It's awesome. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last. That's what Ricky Bobby said. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> so what else we got going on? <sighs> well. Got a birthday party tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow night. Um, other than that, not much. Headed out Monday morning. Out to the great state of New York. Upstate, though, so shouldn't be bad. Yeah. We had some sporting news. Bruins couldn't pull it off. It looked like dog shit in the last game. Oh, my God. It was terrible. That was terrible. And then you had the Raptors won it last night. So yeah. go Canada, I guess. Was that the first Canadian team to win a title? I'd suppose so. I don't know who else would have. Is there any other? They used to have the Expos. Yes. Well, yeah, I mean, that was baseball. Though. They sucked. Yeah. Uh, basketball, I think that is the first. Canadian league or Canadian team, not league. I wonder if the NFL will ever have a uh, Canadian team. So this bring that brings up a good point. It's kind of what I've always what kind of what I've been thinking about, right? So you got all these teams out there that are tanking for the draft, right? Yeah. Just I mean, look at the Browns and wanting to get Baker, and you know everyone else trying to get a high draft pick. What if you did it like the English Premier League? Now, I know you're not a big footy fan, but the way they do it is so they've got other leagues other than the English Premier League. So the next league down, the bottom three teams every year face what they call relegation. And so the bottom three teams go down, and then the top three teams in the other league come up. So you could do that with the NFL and the CFL, where it's like, oh, hey, Browns, you suck again. So down you go. And yep. hey, fucking the Quebec whatevers, welcome to the fucking NFL, bud. Yeah. I mean, that makes, that it, makes a valid point. It would stop the tanking, and then you just have a draft lottery like you do in basketball or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you look at that. What's that kid's name from Duke Zion? Yeah. 
you know, if if they didn't do the draft lottery, then you know, you look at, I mean, teams would have been tanking to get him. Well, I think everyone's still tanked to get him, but there's no there's no reason not to tank in professional sports if you have a shitty QB, a shitty point guard, or whatever. Look at Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got a soft spot in my heart due to their center. He's a portly yeah. old fellow with short arms. As as do I. He looks like he looks like a cactus patch kid. Yeah, he's a little bowling ball that fuck he hell of a hockey brain on him though. Yeah, I've listened to him on some other podcasts. I, I think I gravitate towards centers. Maybe it's because of their build. But I but centers are probably my favorite position player on a football team. And I think who's a Patriot center? David Andrews? Yep. He's my man. Well, I mean, did you see him and Brady at the ring ceremony crushing beers together? Yes, I certainly did. Uh, Full on boner swang. I knew you would. (laughs) I sent you that on the old Twitter sphere. Yeah. I mean, that and like I follow his Instagram stories and he's always grilling something. He's always killing something. He is, I mean... I mean, he's just—he's the epitome of awesome. He's just a good guy. Um, what else have we got going on? It's Father's Day this weekend. Yeah, Father's Day Sunday. Yeah, probably get a couple crayon cards, and it'll be perfect. And that's all we need. Yeah. Exactly. A couple, maybe a tie. Yeah. What was? All right, so it's. In honor of Father's Day, what's one of the funniest stories you have about your old man? My funniest stories? Yeah. I mean, I think we were... Oh, you weren't in that group chat. There was a group chat the other day. I got a procedure coming up early next month. Oh, is it what I'm thinking it is? Well, so his nickname... (laughs) For those that don't know, is Georgie Jew boy. He yeah. wears it proudly, and fuck, is he ever a Jew? He's the, he's tighter than bark to a tree. Uh, tighter than a tick's touch hole. I mean, he really is, but <clears throat> can't fault him for it, but whatever. So, he had a, when he was younger, younger than both you and I right now, was, he had uh the old testicular cancer, like old Lance there. Never yeah. learned to ride a bike like Lance, though. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> he also wasn't doping. I mean, fuck. I don't give a fuck if you dope or not. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> it goes back into what we were talking about last weekend with the fucking baseball players. Exactly. Let them dope. I mean, the Tour de France would never be so entertaining. No. No one gives a fuck about the Tour de France right now. I mean, there's yeah. still a few hardos that, you know... Keep keep it going from Lance's era, but the only reason they got into it was because of Lance. Exactly. So, but whatever. So That's he, for another podcast. yeah, he's he's all one nut there. And when he went to uh, make sure he didn't have any more like me, because Jesus Christ, there's one of me. There's that's all you needed. People say the same thing about myself. 
Yeah, he he asked the doctor for a discount. Because <laughs> he only had one nut. Yeah, only one nut. So, I mean, fuck, it's half the procedure, half the cost, right? <laughs> the motherfucker got it. Oh, they, he got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They fucking gave him fucking 50% off. Hey, you lost one, so we had to do half the work. So, congratulations here to your 50% off, Goopin. He gave him 50% off. Yeah, he straight up asked him. Yeah. Now, I didn't quite do that in my appointment. I still got them both. But <clears throat> she go the the nurse practitioner or whatever was ha- having me sign a whole bunch of paperwork. She passes one over and she's like, "Uh, this is to authorize the doctor and myself to do the procedure." And I go, "So if I don't sign it, can I do it myself?" <laughs> Fucking blank stare back at me. No idea. She's like, "What?" I'm like, if I don't sign this, does that mean I get to do it? She's like, well, uh, what? And I was like, hey, people tattoo themselves. She's like, this is a little different than a tattoo, but you're welcome to try. I was like, no, I'm just fucking with you. Jesus Christ, lighten up. (laughs) Fucking no sarcasm, no, no laughter. I was pissed. I had, I heard a story. From a former corrections officer. He worked in the jail at the time. And they would give the inmates like nail clippers to trim their own toenails and, and fingernails and stuff. Yeah. And this particular inmate got it, got the nail clipper. And he wanted to get out of the jail. So he pulled down his pants cut open his scrotum and exposed the testicles. That, that's like that dude that cut his own arm off with the fucking Swiss Army knife there. I mean, I wanted the, I mean, that was a life or death situation. The guy cut his own arm off. Yeah. But just to get out of the jail, I, mean, I would not, I would not go anywhere near the vast Deborah's. No, I mean, I get a little nervous with a fucking cutting blade down there. Tell me about it. The, One wrong move. The fucking... <laughs> that was the other thing. The fucking... <laughs> the old doctor had to say, he goes, so if you trim down there, make sure you keep it tight. But if you don't, don't do it the day before or the morning of. He's like, we'll do it for you because we don't want to see a fucking massacre down there and fucking toilet paper still stuck to your nutsack when you try and come in. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, you, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, keep the razor blade away. I almost wanted to give him a little shout out for fucking the lawnmower 2.0, but. They don't sponsor us yet, so. <laughs> yeah, don't forget, once they start sponsoring us. Yeah. They ought to have, that company ought to get into those offices. Yeah, no shit. They ought to have brochures and shit. I would. I mean, fuck, well, if, you, if you're if you a fucking neurologist, it saves you some time. Like, hey, here you go. Here's a tool that won't fucking mangle you like Van Gogh and let her rip, bud. 
exactly. Um, yeah, so Father's Day, I mean, my old man, I think probably one of the funniest stories I have with him is, so my dad's got real bad arthritis in his hands. His fingers are all crooked. You know, he, when he points his finger at something, it, it looks like he's pointing in a different direction because it's all bent and squiggly and whatever. Yeah. We were driving we were driving down to North Carolina to visit my oldest sister and uh, he pointed his hand Hi Sarah. Said, Hello Sarah. <laughs> um, so he pointed his finger in a direction so I went in that direction. Apparently where he pointed his finger or where his finger was pointing was not the correct way to go. Oh, boy. Yeah. So I took the wrong exit, and he was madder than a hornet. And he still brings it up. Well, I mean, uh, so the, I mean, funny stories from my old man. So talking about being a uh, Georgie Jew boy, we, I got him into fly fishing after. Our good buddy Chad got me hooked. Um, I took on the task of teaching my old man, which was just a terrible idea, but we got him going. So we're fishing a little stream, actually right down the road from you. Um, Tight little area, not a huge bit of flow, but they stock it, so there's a lot of fish there. And we're fishing, and... I look up, he's got himself hung up on a tree on the other side of the bank. Now there's a bridge, not 20 feet up from him. So he lays down his rod, goes over, and decides he's going to go save this fucking $2 fly. So he gets over to the other side, and he's reaching over on this branch. And it is the branch that it's on is not a big branch. And what he's standing on has been laying there for quite a while. Yeah. So it doesn't have all its strength left in it. It might slightly be a little bit rotted. Now, mind you, it's it's still early. I mean, it was probably May, early June, maybe. It was a couple of years ago. A little chilly. So he's got, <clears throat> you know, the fishing pants on and he's got a, a full hoodie on. So he's reaching, trying to get this fly off. Branch fucking gives way. And he hits the water. And there's a hole there. It's, you know, five, five and a half feet deep. I mean, the whole river isn't more than six feet deep. But he fell into this fucking hole on his back because the branch broke. And he rolled over on his right shoulder right into the fucking water. Holy fuck, did I laugh. He fucking went all the way under, comes up fucking soaking like a drowned rat. Like, oh, fuck, fuck, motherfuck. I'm fucking pissing my pants laughing. I can't fucking hold it together. He, Because, I mean, I know he can fucking get back up on shore or literally just walk out of there and he'll be fine. Yeah. Ends up, has his phone in his pocket like a real good idea. So, goes swimming, comes out, 
fuck, fishing's done because Jesus Christ, you just fell in the fucking hole with all the fish. So, well, that yeah. that idea's done. Absolutely drenches his phone. I mean, he was uh, he was submerged for a solid twenty seconds with the phone before he realized the phone was in the pocket. Gets out. So that that this time I'm fucking done pissing my pants laughing. I was like, well, I I guess we're done fishing for the day. Like, let's fucking get back in the car and fucking head home. It's only yeah. 15, 20 minutes. He's freezing. Tries to pull out his phone, put it in a bag of rice. Those Asians didn't come to fix it. So, <laughs> sorry, that was bad. I have to edit that out. Meh. But, so, yeah. So, his $2 fly cost him a fucking $1,000 iPhone. I forget what else. He lost something else. It was like a $1,200 fucking fly by the time it was all over. Oh, boy. Yeah. But without them, we wouldn't be here. This this is very true. <laughs> he, uh, what other good ones did he have? I mean, I can just remember sitting in a, in a duck blind with him, and he was the most... He's the, he's probably one of the most ADD persons, people I've ever met in my life. Yeah, it's it's unreal, you know. Um, and he's the king of snacks. I mean, Jesus Christ, the man can't go fucking five minutes without snacking. He's gonna kill us for this one, but whatever. That man always has food. I mean, he's he's a grazer. He's always eating something. Whether it's a handful of peanuts or, you know, he's always got a bottle of water. He's always doing something. And, it, I mean, when he wakes up in the morning, his eyes are awake and he's 100 miles an hour. Yeah. But if he sits down, he fucking falls asleep. He could fall asleep fucking sitting down on concrete. Yeah. It's hilarious. Especially now he's old. <laughs> but sitting... You know, we, I remember showing up at his house, you know, four o'clock in the morning to go duck hunting. And, he could, and we're all, of course, you know, sometimes hungover. A little groggy. Sometimes, sometimes just not in a good mood. And you get happy George the monkey coming out of the house. Already got half a pot of coffee through him. Yeah. And all we want him to do is shut up. The other two pots are in a fucking thermos he's got to carry with him. <laughs> Remember when he started using the uh, hearing enhancement? It was terrible. It, <laughs> we, couldn't talk we couldn't talk shit all day. <laughs> now he can actually hear us. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. That was, I mean, I guess it's better for his hearing in the long run, but it really fucked up our situation. Oh, the best part is he still says Han to my mom. Oh, fuck, she could kill him. I I know people with hearing aids, and they wear them all the time. And you say something to them, and they go, huh? And you just want to slap the hearing aid right out of their head. Yeah. I mean, why the fuck did you pay five grand just to say huh still? Huh, <laughs> hell, pay attention. What I say? Well, so we got going on. So you're heading to New York. That sucks. Yeah, I'll be there till Friday. Coming home Friday, I think. Yeah. So I might 
got some peoples in the old Syracuse area. I might swing by and see. So that'd be good if they're there. They'll probably be headed this way. My luck. So. What are the girls up to this weekend? Uh, girls got a over with the mother. We got uh, my buddy's 30, what is he, 33, I think? Oh. Yeah. 30-something birthday party tomorrow. It's a wine, wine party. Going classy, apparently. So, I got to go pick up some wine to be able to drink tomorrow night. The um, So, you bring a wine, you bring a bottle of wine to share or just drink? Or it's like BYOW? Um, I'm not sure how this is all going to go. I think it's just going to be a wine party. I'm trying to find it. I can't, so... Oh, there it is. Yeah, he's so he's turning 33, and it says, A wine night. In lieu of a drunken shit show, I'd figured I'd change it up this year and do something slightly more adult and classy. He's providing the cheese, fruit, crackers, and a few bottles of wine. What I would like is for everyone to grab a bottle or two of wine and bring them so we can mix-match sample various wines and just enjoy the evening of board games and a fire. Apparently, we're going bougie. You gonna bring some like booze farm or something? I don't know. Might might tear it up a little bit. Ha! I don't think I could throw a wine party. Wine is like the mom's way to get fucking hammered quickly. Yeah. Oh, I just I just drank four bottles of wine. It's not like I had fucking six bottles of beer. It's like, uh, yeah, but wine's like twenty two percent alcohol. You fucking lush. Yeah, and it's all fruit. It's all fruit and sugar, and you're gonna have a massive headache in the morning. I can't do wine, but that is a like that is a one hundred percent adult move right there. I don't hate it. I mean, I like wine. I like a good bottle of wine. Good bottle of Cab Sav or a little peanut noir. Like, hey, I don't know. I guess I'm just not a... I mean, what's that other one they get? They got their uh, Pinot Greggio, whatever that is. Yeah, a little Pinot Greggio or Pinot Gris or uh, Rosé or... I mean, a Malbec. I'm more of a, you know, a rosé. I can, I can dig that. You know, box wine because I used to steal that from my parents. I can get into that homemade wine. I've had like, some, I don't know, the old bathtub wine there. Yeah, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's more like a, like a hooch. You know, it's a. I don't know. That, I mean, I guess I gotta say that's like the ultimate adult move. I'll provide the fruit and crackers. Everybody bring a bottle of wine. Where one of my last birthday parties, I brought thirty people to a, a hibachi bar and drank way too many scorpion bowls. 
Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with that either. No, there isn't. Uh, so I was thinking about this top, this thing, this situation today. Uh oh. And I and I'm staring at it right now, which makes me think of it. And because we're doing this via FaceTime, I'll show you. Uh, some dogs playing poker. Exactly. It's a pretty iconic photo, right? Yeah. So my question is, what what possession do you have that your wife doesn't allow anybody else to, that doesn't allow in the, you know, <clears throat> is there anything like that? What do you mean? Like, my wife, I, I've had this dogs play a poker photo for 10 years. It, it gets shoved in here in the spare bedroom because she doesn't want other people to see it. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I got a whole shop full of shit my wife doesn't want to see in the room I'm currently sitting in. That's <laughs> <laughs> why I bought a fucking ridiculously big house. <laughs> She she literally has everything else in the house, and I don't care what happens there. I really don't. <laughs> and I've given up to putting whatever I want in where I am right now in my fly tying and gun cleaning room and now podcast room yeah. and my shop. <clears throat> I mean, I think the thing she would be most irritated that I still have, I don't know. Um, I mean, I save all my license plates. Yeah, see, I've, I don't do that. See, I got them all, like, every plate I've ever had on any vehicle that I've either gotten rid of or changed plates, they're up on the wall in my shop. Well, I've had the same plates for the last three vehicles that I've owned. So, the other ones I just threw away. Yeah, but I've got, like, the plates off my 84 I had. I got the yeah. plates off the Jeep I had. I got the plates off the Jetta I had. I got the plates off the Passat I had. I have the plates off my black truck. Which, it's a Jack Daniels plate, so it should really come in this room. Should be in the yeah. podcast room, but they're mounted it there. I mean, dude, I've got like probably eight sets of plates in my shop right now. No, more right. than that. So you're a collector. Yeah, I like to collect plates. And I think it goes back to <clears throat> back in the day. I mean, fuck, man, you used to get new plates every year in Maine. Um, the Chevelle, actually, it's mine i just haven't done anything with it but chevelle i left my wedding in my mom and dad left their wedding in same place yeah. um and my grandmother bought brand new the i my parents still have the plates from 1970 from that car yeah so it's one of those one i gotta get that back on the road it won't be this year I got to get it down to my shop and have some fun. Yeah, no doubt. Is that still in the woods up at your parents' house? Oh, yeah. Sure. 
It hasn't been on the road now in 10 years. Yeah, that's coming right up, too. No, oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah. She, Don't forget. She posted something on IG today about, oh, our anniversary's coming up. What do you do? It's like, uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know. What do I do? Give me something to do. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, yeah. You been winning any money on the uh, Thrive Fantasy app? I haven't actually been on. I haven't been on it honestly. I once hockey was over. I just I'm depressed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, still got baseball, but I'm so ready for football to come back. I just hate watching baseball. I mean, it goes back to what we were talking about. It Fucking give me dingers and fucking strikeouts and let me fucking yeah. have a good time. Yeah, no, you're right. But, I, I enjoy the sport of baseball, you know, for the – the unwritten rules and the traditionalism of it and, and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, when Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Barry Bonds, you know, when those guys were hit 75 home runs a year, I'm not going to say it wasn't, in, it wasn't entertaining. You know what I mean? I mean, that that's, that's the whole crux of the whole thing, right? Is, you know, who's, what are we watching baseball for? I mean, what's everyone going to the park to see? Fucking home runs. Like, yeah. you want to see someone hit a home run. You want to see, you know, a good play. And I don't know. The games are too long. The games are too long. You also end up with fucking wasting your time, wasting a ton of money at the ballparks. And. I mean, what do you really get? I don't know. Same, same thing you can get from home, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I guess going the biggest thing with baseball, and I'm not really a big guy to go to the go to the parks anymore. But going to like a, an iconic place like Fenway Park is one of those things that you do to kind of say that you did it. I mean, you've been there, I've been there. It's a cool environment to be in but it's so i mean like football going to a football like a professional football game it's also very hard to follow the game when you're not watching it on tv so when you say you know what are you getting from it i mean i get more from watching it at home but i guess i'm also kind of a a baseball fan and the fact that i like the science of the game and the, like I said before, the traditionalism of it and the, the superstitions of it and that type of thing, like not not talking about a no-hitter and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I like all that, but also, I mean, I, I more so enjoy a sport that keeps my interest. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like the PLL just started, which is the professional lacrosse league. Um, and they went about it with a different approach. You know, they don't have like a home team. Um, they're 
more of just like players. Um, and they're basically doing like a tour. So they do three games a weekend and they're going to all the major cities. They started in, started in Boston at Gillette. They went to yeah. Philly last weekend. I forget where they are this weekend, but it's just like whatever, six teams, seven teams. And, you know, s- some of the players all played to get, like they kind of grouped them by college, like where the kids came out of, Yeah, you know, the most, <clears throat> most of the kids came from fucking whatever college Duke. And so you're all on a team together and that's kind of the way they did it kind of breaking the mold of traditional sports teams. I mean, pretty hard. It's pretty ballsy. And I give them all the credit, the Rabel brothers for just saying, fuck it. We're starting our own league. We don't like the major league lacrosse and uh, yeah. you can go fuck yourselves, which is pretty badass. I mean, it, you saw how awesome the, uh, what was it? The AFL? No, not the AFL. What was the fucking football league that started this year? No, no, no. The XFL hasn't started yet. Was it the AFL? No. What was it? The... Oh, that one that like nobody was getting paid. Yeah. Was it AFL or AAFL or something like that? Yeah, whatever it was, it was. They made it like three weeks, and their fucking ratings were trash, and they were. Yeah. It was. I mean, the XFL at least they're giving it a year, and they're trying to fucking build team camaraderie, and I think that's why the PLL has kind of succeeded over the first couple weeks is i mean a they just said hey fuck it we're allowing fighting i mean fuck let's go like i mean great call i mean you can't allow it in high school and i mean but they don't in any other sport i mean even hockey you know hockey allows fighting in the major league you know in the professional leagues even in the I won't call them semi-pro, but like the AHL allows fighting and that's where you see your most fights, but you know, you can't fight in hockey in high school and college. I mean, they get a little chippy in high school and college. I mean, in, in college mostly, I mean, I've been to some professor, some, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was the AAF was the, was that the Alliance of American Football? It was like, yeah, Alliance of Dog Shit Football. Got it. <laughs> Speaking of football, have you seen the teasers for that Julian Edelman documentary? No. Oh, dude. You it got a fucking so solid bad. red rocket. Solid. I mean, I was, I went from fucking, I went from six to noon. <laughs> music. Um, they're they're talking like the teasers I've seen about it. I'll find it on Twitter and tag you in it. But um, it's got I can't remember the comedian's name, but he was in a bunch of movies and he was on some sitcoms. Uh, he also did some stuff with Barstool for a little while. It wasn't Bill Burr, but I think his name was Michael. Mike. He was in that movie Hitch. He played Hitch's buddy. Uh, Michael Hearn. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I'm throwing fucking names out there. I know that are named Mike. Uh, yes, I think it's called Julian Edelman. Look it up right now. How about fucking the Raiders getting... Uh, oh, what's the fucking show? 
HBO. Um, oh, Hard Knocks? Hard Knocks. There it is. What a fucking treat that'll be with A.B. Gruden. Jesus Christ. Right. That's going to be a, you know, an epic. Dumpster fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so this documentary is called, it's called 100% um, Julian Edelman documentary. Um, let's see if I can find this trailer or anything. But it basically it like highlights his whole life and how hard his dad was on him and stuff like that. And, uh, it'll be, I think it'll be pretty impressive. And that comedian I was talking about, I wish I could remember his fucking name, uh, says, I hate the fucking New England Patriots, but everybody loves Julian Edelman. That's kind of what he said. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I mean, I love the man. He's fucking great. Yeah. All those, I mean, any slot receiver that comes into New England, I love, but. We all love Welker, but we left. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not sad he had to finish his fucking career with a fucking comedic size helmet on. (laughs) Dick. I mean, that's that's the hard part, right? I mean, Belichick is ruthless in cutting people and sending people fucking on their way packing, like... Yeah. No doubt. I don't think he'll do it with Brady, but... I don't wow. think Brady's in the fucking... I don't know. It'll be... It'll be an interesting year. The next, the next five years or three, three, four years in New England football is going to be, uh, is going to be impressive. Um, because we don't know what's going to happen after TB12 decides to, to hang it up and, uh, what it could be like. So I guess we just got to enjoy what we have now. Yeah. I mean, you can't really. Can't really say they're gonna suck because they won't. Yeah. And but then again, who's 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 up? I mean, we did just sign another tight end off of was it Detroit? I heard that fell through. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Find the find the story again. Uh, yeah, I was just I just read that. Hold on one second, folks. Patriots. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I heard something fell through with it, and then, but Detroit ended up waving him anyways. So maybe the Patriots will still end up with them. Well, we'll end What's up the with it. Schedule this year. I can't. We open up what against the Steelers on Sunday night. Yeah, so, which I still think is fucking bullshit. Like, yeah, I don't get why they didn't want the Pats to play Thursday night. You know, the the kickoff. 
You know what I mean? Huh? I guess they did. I guess they did uh, sign him, huh. Michael Roberts. Yeah, regular season versus the Steelers on Sunday night football. Which great. Okay. A division rival. I like the game. I like starting with the Steelers. I don't think it's right to not give the Pats Thursday night to kick yeah. off the NFL season. I don't give a fuck if it's the hundredth season. Like Exactly. I think it's just more of a reason for fucking Goodell not to come to fucking Gillette where he knows he's going to get booed out of the fucking stadium and have towels with his fucking clown ass face on it. And Yeah. So what do we, I was just, I just pulled up the schedule. So we start off September 8th with the Steelers at New England. Yeah, we go and... Steelers, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, like everyone in the division for the first four weeks. Like, oh, yeah. awesome. Thanks, guys. Whatever. We'll just plow through them. It'll be a good... Well, and the worst part is, like, we normally start, like, two and two. Like, yeah, I'm not worried about it, but still. It's fucking... I like how we always... Uh, we start off with an 8-20 game, and then we have three one, one o'clock games. Or actually, no, four one o'clock games. Unless they flex it. I like that. And then we got two, two eight o'clocks, and then four twenty-five. I mean, last year was murderous. It seems like every, every other week we're playing at eight p.m. I know. You know, some of us around here like to sleep and like to go to bed before midnight. Yeah, it's hard to celebrate all these wins at fucking <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Um. I just pulled up the trailer to that Julian um, Edelman doc. I'm going to see if I can play it and you can hear it. One second here. I don't know how this will work. Growing up in the Edelman household, Whoa. flat out crazy. That's the shitty thing is it's on Showtime, so. It'll be a little bit harder to watch. I don't know. Did you? Were you able to hear that? I was able to hear it. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be. I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll figure out some way to watch it. Hack into Showtime somehow. But I think that'll be a good, a good take on, on his life. Um, so what else is going on in the world? Do you hear about that dude that got caught trying to abduct a girl and the parents beat the shit out of him? No, but I support it. He's so do I. Yeah. Um, let me look it up. 
the uh that's that's one of my biggest like worries about having kids i'm sure i can only imagine it's like well i mean do you remember the story of uh it was a rancher or something is down in i want to say texas but it might not have been texas might have been somewhere else one of the flyover yeah, states it was uh yeah i think it was texas and he found his daughter yeah he heard screams so he went and fucking yeah. found one of the little ranch hands trying to fucking molest his daughter and he beat the fuck out of the guy till he was dead yeah and then called and then called the police i mean said hey you want to come clean up this dead guy i just killed and then at first there was like, oh, we're going to press charges. And then they're like, ah, wait, never mind. Yeah, they dropped all the charges. And yeah, I remember that story. Because like they had like the 911 call and he was like, I just killed this guy. Uh, need to um, need to have the police here immediately or something yeah. like that. And fucking right, you shouldn't have been charged. I mean, I don't fucking... I, I have no fucking tolerance for that shit. Exactly. Any fucking child molesting fucking anything. Fucking kill him. Right in the fucking head. <laughs> Even after you're caught. Oh, you molested a child? All right, cool. Let's just put a bullet in you right now, you fucking sick fuck. Yeah, be like Texas. And like Ron White said, I mean, if you're accused of a crime uh, with... Or a death row crime that has more than three credible witnesses, you're moved to the front of death row. Yeah. Well, where most states are trying to abolish it, the state is putting it in the express lane. I fucking support it. I'd love to. I mean, if anything fucking like that ever happened to my family, I'd no problem fucking killing somebody. Not for shit like that. You got to protect your own. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Oh, I just found a good one, Garrett. No. People are gonna think I'm a crazy person because it seems like I bring up something like this every episode. Oh, Hot dog and hamburger consumption by state. Oh boy. So we'll, we'll start off. Just so number fifty. Is Vermont, which makes sense. I mean, they're crunchy granola. They're uh, now is this both combined or just hot dogs and then hamburgers separate? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Um, according to one recent survey, pizza pizza is society's favorite thing to eat, followed by steak. Be that as it may, the definitive American foods, those that virtually divide our national cuisine, and that are inedibly or indelibly associated with summer are hot dogs and hamburgers. Both, incidentally, are among the foods you probably didn't know were named after places. At least if we give dogs their more formal name, Frankfurters. How much do we like burgers and dogs? We estimated 50 billion burgers and 20 billion dogs per year. About 156 in burgers and 70 per person, respectively. Yeah, I can believe that. 
Chicago likes to call itself the hot dog cop capital of the world. But in fact, Los Angeles consumes more wieners than any other city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a joke in there somewhere, I'm pretty sure. About 31 million pounds annually. Annually. Beating out second and third place New York and Philadelphia, Chicago is number five on the list. During peak hot, hot dog season between Memorial Day and Labor Day, Americans eat a total of around 7 billion francs. According to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, on the 4th of July, 150 million hot dogs get consumed. That That's some shocking numbers. 150 million hot dogs in one day? On one day. The birth of America. Do you think the founding fathers of our country thought, you know, however many years it's been, you know, back in 1776, they signed the Declaration of Independence. Pretty sure they didn't have hot dogs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they weren't thinking it was going to be a bunch of guys standing around a grill, drinking beer, and eating hot dogs. I mean... Number 50... Total sales per state resident at burger and hot dog restaurants is 134. This is Vermont. What's number one? That's what I'm going to go to now. They start off at number 50. New Hampshire's number 49, which I'm a little disappointed. Well, I mean. In our sister state. Yeah, but if if they're just going... If it's just based on hot dogs consumed, you're talking yeah. about the two small, two of the smaller states in per capita. So total, total state. So Maine is number forty six. Total states per state resident at burger and hot dog restaurant is one hundred eighty eight dollars. Estimated hamburgers eaten per capita annually one hundred eighty four, which is eighth lowest. Do you think you eat 184 hot dogs a year? Uh, definitely not. I mean, it's not out of the question. Dude, that's, uh, that's a hot dog every other day. One yeah. one every other day. So every day you don't have one is one more you got to have. That's a fuck ton of hot dogs. I mean, I love hot dogs and hamburgers, but I don't think I eat that many. I love flow dogs. I can crush about six of them, but... That's that's my typical go-to. There is six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fuck, dude. One hundred and eighty-four hot dogs a year. Right. Think about that. That's a lot of hot dogs. That's a that's a fucking hot dog a day. I'm. Uh, or a hot dog every other day, but wow. still. So I'm gonna break down the top three. So number three, Arkansas. Yeah, Wiener State. Whoopee. <laughs> Whoopee, get in my belly. So total sales per state resident at burger and hot dog restaurants is $360. Estimated hamburgers eaten per capita annually. This is hamburgers, 219. Okay. Estimated hot dogs eaten per capita annually. Is 192. 
the population as of 2017 was 3,400,279. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that, that's more than a hot dog every other day. I don't know how you can do that. So number two is Kentucky. Total total state sales per state resident burger hot dog restaurants three sixty one two hundred per capita annually two hundred forty hot dogs. That's yeah. a population of you know four and a half million. The uh, the number one, and this is kind of a shocker to me, is Hawaii. Hawaii gets down with the old hot dog? Apparently. Apparently, with a population of... So, their estimated hot dogs eaten per capita annually is 202, with just under 1.5 million people. That's a lot of hot dogs. That is a That is a shocking amount of hot dogs. I mean, just a little, a little quick math there. Two hundred and two hot dogs. Yeah. That's a lot. That, I mean, that's half a hot dog a day. Half a hot dog a day per person. Yeah. Point. Well, point five five. So. Yeah. That's a lot of that's a lot of ground meat and casings. That's a lot of fucking chopped up whatevers. Yeah, I don't need to know what's inside a hot dog. Nope. Never watched a documentary, never will. I love a hot dog. Love a good hot dog, I'm not gonna ruin it with some with some propaganda about, you know, bad things. <laughs> um Alright, so I, I got I got a little phone note here. Speaking of bad things for you, we'll just go with like gas station stuff. Yeah. The the note I have is what's what popular candy that you've never tried, but like what's a popular thing you've never tried in terms of foods? Um, those. And it may not be that popular. It may just be I've seen a bunch of people with it. Is those uh, chicken and biscuit crackers? Or chicken flavored crackers or something like that? Have you ever seen those? No. I feel I've like that's real popular in the South. Yeah, it must be down south where I've seen it. Um, what else we got? Oh, I I got a little bit of a rant. I can go off subject. Oh boy. M&M's. Yeah. What when I say M&M's, what comes to mind to you? Um you're asking the wrong guy. I'm a big M&M guy and I like all of them. Ah, shit. So you probably like the uh I saw 
think it was. See, my M and M's are plain peanut, and then the peanut butter filled ones. Yeah, all good. Those in are... my eyes, those are the three that there should be. Um. Yeah. Well. No. Somebody had somebody brought into work the other day a bag of hazelnut M and M's. Yeah, those I'm kind of out on those, but the pretzel ones are fucking delicious. And ones? yeah, I guess I didn't know about those. Yeah, so they got some pretzel ones, and I also really like the well, the crispy ones too, which have like a weird filling. Yeah, those are delicious. No, the peanut butter ones are delicious. I love peanut M and M's. Uh, yeah. It's actually been quite the problem in my household because <laughs> I will just go buy the family size bag and just fucking sit down with it. But the plain M and M's just don't do it for me. I don't like that much chocolate. I I need something else. It's, I don't like chocolate. Like so, it's, that's a weird statement for me because. I love Snickers, which has chocolate. I'm a big fan of Snickers. But I don't like... My wife can just eat dark chocolate. I think she's like she's chocolate. psychotic about it. But <clears throat> I think, you know, being... I, I need something else with my chocolate. I need to mix it. I need to have, like, a Snickers. Milky. Even, yeah. like, a Milky Way. Milky Ways just don't do it for me. I don't know. Yeah, see, I, I guess, I mean, popular candy bars or popular candy that you really never got into. I guess Milky Way would be one of them for me. Uh, Heath Bar, like Heath Bar ice cream, that type of thing. I uh, fucking love Heath Bar. Do you? Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I'm a huge Reese's guy. Anything Reese's, except for those white, that white chocolate bullshit they tried to pull over, you know. I'm pretty sure I got sick on white chocolate at one point in my life and don't care for it anymore. I just, I don't understand why you got, I mean, Reese's is perfect. There's a couple variations of it. You know, the big Reese, the, the oversized cup. I mean, that's, that's some magic shit right there. Uh, the, but that white chocolate bullshit, get the, get out of here. I don't need that. Nobody needs that. I don't even like I I just want normal size candy. Like I'll take yeah. a king size Reese's only because now you're having four cups instead of two. Exactly. But I don't need a fucking one cup that's the size of a fucking dinner plate. No doubt. Well, um we'll be right back after a few words of our lovely sponsors. Yes. So I guess the great thing with candy is, I mean, the originals are so good. And obviously these companies have made a billion dollars off of them. Why they got to change them? Well, exactly. I mean, that's where like the Snickers after dark. Oh, we added dark chocolate. Well, fuck you. Dark chocolate didn't get you where you are. So fucking go back to the, just having exactly. regular Snickers. Let's go. Exactly. Now, the M and M's with peanut butter toffee—they're fucking delicious. But I love M and M's. I 
I don't like plain M and M's. That's my problem. Is I like every other f- flavor. It's sort of like uh, do you remember fucking uh, like the star uh, jelly beans? Yeah. Starburst came out with their tropical jelly beans. Oh, yeah. Fucking nothing better. Like they blew regular jelly beans out of the water, especially when you get like the popcorn flavored fucking jelly bean that tastes like dog shit. And it's like, yeah, whoever, whoever needs to be forced to go to live in another country, whoever came up with those gag jelly beans that taste like boogers and shit like that. Yeah, I'm all I'm all for a good funny joke, but not that. Like, don't fuck yeah. with my candy. Give me good candy. Leave it alone and. It's 2019. Keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. I, I'm a big... Uh, I don't know. It's s'more season. We covered s'mores pretty in-depth. and We did. We got into that. I, I enjoy a, a classy s'more. It's sort of like how I like a grilled cheese. I don't want just a regular plain-ass grilled cheese. I want... Give me bacon, avocado, tomato, ham, fucking... Give me the works. I don't want just a plain ass grilled cheese anymore. I once had a grilled cheese and peanut butter. Yeah. With bacon. Ah. It wasn't it wasn't the worst thing. Oh, how did it taste, Huey? I don't think the folks at home <laughs> need to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tested on that quite yet. Uh, my sniffer doesn't work, folks. So my taste is a little messed up. But I still can tell sweet and savory. I can still 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 tell if it sucks. Oh, uh, I just I I, I really resisted until episode five to even bring it up. I but I <laughs> I couldn't resist. I'm sure. Did you see that the uh, Broncos owner died? Yeah, I did. I just actually saw a little. There was a uh, on the Patriots website. There was a thing about caring about him dying. Oh, speaking of speaking of passing away or moving on, did you uh, hear that the the old Rusty Hammers done? I think the I think the last day of being open is tomorrow. Yeah, either tomorrow or tonight. I don't remember. Um, I did see that. You know, <clears throat> I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. So that that fine establishment here in Portsmouth, the establishment is in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, they alone are the reason. I have some tendencies that I do that I will only eat salad in a bowl (laughs) and will not put salad on a plate. So a little insight to our listeners. Um, If we're having dinner, salad is served. I will have a separate bowl. And if there's not a separate bowl provided, I will not eat salad. The reason for all of this comes from the rusty hammer. They've got some of the, they had the best, I think it was uh, teriyaki steak tips. Yes. But when you got the salad, it would come on the same plate with the st- teriyaki steak tips and all of the juices and everything and the heat from, 
I don't like hot salad either, obviously. I mean, who the fuck likes hot lettuce? Yeah, who wants warm lettuce? But, so, therein lies my biggest issue, is you have hot lettuce when you have lettuce on a plate with fucking steak tips. And then it would get drenched in the teriyaki sauce, and it just wouldn't taste right. So, ever since, I mean, this is like, we're talking 20 years ago that this happened. I will not eat salad on a dinner plate still. I know it's fucked up. I don't really care. I was just, I, I hear you. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the old rusty hammer. It was a great place to go. It, I was shocked when they gave up, you know, their, uh, half of their building. And then now it's a yeah. gelato place or whatever, but yeah. it's fucking delicious. Whatever's next door yeah, there. I was thinking about like the Rusty Hammer is kind of like one of those last staples that are going to be one of those like old time staples that's been there forever. I mean, that's you got Daniel Street Tavern and you got the Rusty, you got the Hammer. Yeah. Well, the other place there burnt down. Um, yeah, State Street. State Street Saloon burnt down. Which they re which they reopened in a new location, but I mean, I was thinking about it today. Those three places, where I mean, pretty much, if you turn twenty one in the Seacoast area, you know the res, I mean, the general Seacoast area, Portsmouth, Kittery, Elliott, York, you know, Dover. Everybody's probably been out in downtown Portsmouth, and those were three bars that you went to. Because everybody before you went to them, and so and it's like a dying breed almost. Yeah, I, and I don't know if it if they just didn't diversify their menu enough or whatever it was. I mean, obviously the seacoast has become a more like foodie culture, and you need fancy yeah. fucking Bing words. And no, you're right. But at the same time, you can just get by on just saying, look, this is fucking what it is, and it is what it is, and go eat, shut up. Like Gillies. I mean, Gillies is still there, and Gillies is still crushing it. I mean, granted, it's... I don't think that place will ever go away. It's it's one of the greats. I haven't been there in fucking so long, I actually kind of want to go right now. Oh, I would kill. I would crush Gillies right now. Want to meet at Gillies? We can just fucking end this episode and just go meet at Gillies. If I if I didn't have to drive almost an hour to get there, I probably would. Yeah, I'm like fucking five minutes away. We might be going to Gillies tonight. I'm not sure. <laughs> I probably will end up at Gillies tonight. I'm not going to lie. Oh, fuck, I really want some Gillies now. Fuck. Yeah, I just, I ruined myself. Now that's all I can think about. Yeah. Also, um, the other thing I wanted to cover is something that's been kind of in my phone and just something I've been not really toying with, but it, it just, it's something that the Northeast does and it fucking aggravates me, especially being an outdoorsman is the, um, like I understand spot burning and everything when it goes, so we're going to hunting and fishing now. Um, yeah. You know, the way guys, you know, especially on forums or Facebook groups or whatever that, 
you know, oh, you're going to, you know, you're going to burn my spot or you're going to do whatever. Like I, I get spot burning, like, right. Nobody likes to be like, oh yeah, I hunt right here and this is my issue. You know, this is what we're killing today, whatever. But the biggest thing is like fly fishing. Like, dude, you can tell me what stream you're on and what fly you're using and like, let's go. Like, that's kind of one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> Just tell people. Well, no, is to go and catch fish without, you know, without other people knowing. But if anyone asks and they're not an asshole about it, like, yeah. dude, I'll gladly tell you what I'm using. Like, I have no problem. It's not a fucking huge secret. I mean, between... You know, here and there, it's, you know, if we're fishing the same water and you're trying to fish the same hole I am, fuck you. But, yeah. and I've gotten into a few verbal altercations, one yeah. al- almost slightly physical, but, you know, it's not like a, it's just a respect thing. Like, I don't know, like there's a river we hunt not far away. It's, it's only fly fishing or river we fish. I said hunt, but whatever. Um, you know, it's fl- it's fly fishing only, so everyone up there is fly fishing. They drop in breeders, so everyone's trying to snag one of those, which just fucking annoys me. Like, I'd rather just... I, I'm i the perennial asshole that will only fly fish with the dry flies. Um, sometimes tie a dropper, but normally trying to catch fish on a dry fly. My fucking... Well, that, that type of fishing is more more action you know if you, especially if you can see the fish come up and slip the fly well yeah it's more action it's more like trickery it's kind of the way i see it like same thing with like duck hunting like pass shooting versus like having decoying birds yeah and that's kind of what i'm getting at is like but we went out west um one of our buddies used to live out in colorado and we went out i went out there to go fly fishing with him we walk into the fly shop and he just like straight up says to the guy like, "Hey, you know, we're headed up to a river called Big Thompson, and uh, you know what's working." The dude in the fly shop was like, "Oh, use these twelve flies, like they're crushing it right now." And he's like, yeah. "You know, have a good time." I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Like, even like our local fly shop, which I'm pretty good friends with the guys that work there, and you know, I can get a little more information out of them. But when I was first starting, it was just like. You know, whatever you can Google is like, here's the flies to go use at this time. And it's like what every book says. And it's like six basic ass fucking trout flies. And, you know, by trials and tribulations and just spending thousands upon thousands of dollars in a fly shop of just random ass flies and being like, okay, this shit's going to work now. Like, I mean, Chad and I were up fishing the, you know, river north of us up, up by Portland. Um, and anything black in the box was working like anything and so it's like all right well i got a quarter of my box now dedicated to just black types of flies not like black flies but like black ants black fucking whatever you can't see them when you cast them but you can see a fish hit where you hope your line is like and it's just one thing that the northeast is fucking terrible with like trying to help out sportsmen especially like i don't know especially duck hunters, which I was in a, I'm still not the nicest person. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll be the first one to admit it, you know, like, but 
if someone comes up to me and wants help, like it's kind of one of those things. Um, actually another podcast I listened to and a couple of guys I talked to that are in the Midwest, um, down actually down in Texas really kind of turned my whole vision on it was like, you know, being able to say, all right, you know, everyone used to shit on like, you know, what they would call like the duck commander duck hunters, like, yeah. Guys that got into duck hunting because of Duck Commander on TV. Now, yeah. Duck Commander is one of the reasons I started getting into duck hunting, but it was also because of their VHS tapes. Like, yeah. <laughs> you before know, the, the Duck Dynasty. Yeah, before Duck Dynasty was on TV, like actual, they were hunting, watching their DVDs, watching how they kill birds, watching what they did. And then you get, you know, the whatever, the, the newer age. And, you know, kind of one of the things they preached was, you know, hey, these you know, these guys are all getting into hunting. They might not understand the rules. Instead of just shunning them, like, why not try and teach them? Yeah. And ways of, the ways that you work. Yeah. And it's, you know, kind of one of the things I've I've taken in and fuck this year I rescued two kids that were fucking in way over their head <laughs> they're in the middle of fucking nowhere with a motor that they didn't understand how it worked and they ended up fucking at, i don't know how the mo i mean they're very lucky that it was a piece of shit chinese motor on their boat and they could still run it but you know they overcooked the thing and they're sitting in the middle of the fucking harbor dead in the water yeah and we had come in and loaded up and we we're getting ready to pull out. And I look back and I'm like, man, you know, those kids are sitting in the middle of fucking Harbor. Yeah. I know there's a sandbar there, but I don't think they're hunting. Like let's just fucking launch again and go out and check and pull up. And it's like, yo, what's up guys. You guys all set. And they're like, ah, still had the fucking cover off on the motor. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. all right, you guys clearly are not here for a purpose. Like you're fucked. And it was like, you guys want to ride? And, you know, you want us to tow you out of here? And they were kind of, like, reluctant. And it's like, man, you know, take a fucking helpful hand when you have it. And then, you know, talking to them and trying to kind of explain a couple things to them and try and really teach them is really, you know, um, guy got his name from Sitka. Sitka did a movie for him and you know, his name's Dr. Duck. He puts in fucking the hours down there and they, they pride themselves on hunting public land. That's all we hunt. I mean, we do have a few spots that are private that, you know, are a couple of honey holes that I will fucking never tell anyone where I hunt, but anyone's welcome to join, you know, and yeah, try and get guys out there and try and teach them the right ways is really it, it's too bad that it's gotten where it is, really, is kind of what I'm getting at. Is, you well, know. Everybody's just so, just so stuck up. And, and it's, this kind of goes with, with any type of hobby or anything like that. It's People don't want to give up their, I quote, secrets for fear of somebody doing it better than them yeah well that's the thing like uh, and i think that brings into like why i don't mind helping people like you know i reconnected with a kid i haven't seen in 
fuck since I got out of high school. I mean, I ran into him this year on the marsh and he and a couple of buddies saw where I was and, you know, they did the right thing, you know, in my eyes and they went somewhere else and we were there first. And I ended up, you know, shooting him a text and being like, Hey, you know, if you guys want to come over and hunt with us, like you're welcome to, like, it was a slow morning. Like, dude, just come over, shoot the shit. Like, let's hang out. And, Yep. A couple of his buddies were leaving. We ended up hunting that day together, and then we hunted the rest of the, you know, the rest of the year together. And uh, yep. actually, he's, you know, become a, 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 you know, a refound good buddy, and actually wants to come on the podcast here one night and uh, explains a little bit of brewery talk. He's a local Ooh. brewer, so might have to have him bring some samples, and we can get some get some talking but you know but that that's my big thing like you know all these guys that are you know that have hunted their whole lives and all this instead of looking down upon the youth and guys that are coming up like if you don't like where it's going man if you don't stop and talk to the young kids that are involved in hunting and fishing and everything you're just gonna end up in the next 10 years with a fucking disaster yeah um it's something i want to go into a little bit later on a different podcast, not this one, because fuck, I don't have enough time to keep talking about it. But you know, the, you know, we are the greatest conservationists on earth being hunters and fishermen, you know, and if you don't like the way the kids are doing it nowadays, there's no one that's going to teach them. You know, the, the father taking the son out is a dying breed. Um, you know, I do everything I can to teach my kids how to fish and hunt. And I mean, I posted a picture or a video of, you know, my oldest catching of, you know, we're just catching sunfish in a local pond, but that's all she needs. And she respects the outdoors and she loves to say hi to the fish. She loves to kiss the fish and loves to let them go. Like you, you got to teach it early. And if you don't, you end up with kids that are just like, Oh, well I saw this on TV. So let's go. And it's like, you know, those, those people still need that type of lesson. They still need help trying to figure it out and i mean granted an 18 year old kid isn't going to be like hey sir will you help me but it's like you know hey you show up at the at the docks or you know at the boat launch and it's like you know hey i'll take you out you know let's you know let's not try and fight each other and let's have you know not try and fucking sky bust each other's birds and like just come hunt with us and see what we do and you know being able to be like an ambassador of the sport rather than just being like, Oh, fuck you. I'll go kill birds on my own. And if you fuck up my hunt, I'll curse you out. It's like, man, come on. Great. It's, I mean, conservation and stuff, it, it starts with the next guy. Because like you're saying, you got to teach the younger generation the way it should be done. And unfortunately, you know, hunters and fishermen who go out and do their craft or their hobbies safely, respectively, with conservation in mind, are criticized. People are criticizing a culture that was kind of based on the beginning of man, you know what I mean, is respectively hunting and fishing these these animals for feed and for sport and stuff like that so yeah and it's not only that but it's also you know 
I hate to say it, but we're becoming a soft ass society and you don't have the fathers that yeah. are around to take their kids hunting and fishing. I mean, it, it's a dying breed and being able to, you know, I don't have any sons and, but I'll gladly te- take any kid out that wants to go hunt and fish. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. If someone says, Hey, take me fishing, like l- fucking let's go. Like I'll go put you on fish. Now, what do you want to target? You know, it's, if you just want to go catch fish cause you've never caught a fish before. Okay. Let's go do that. If you want to go catch a fucking sailfish, yeah. Okay. Save your pennies and pay for my gas to key West and we'll fucking go down to the <laughs> keys and fish. I got buddies down there too. Like, yeah. you know, I, I I used to have a very bad like view on it and it was kind of one of those like sitting and listening to these two guys talk about it and the Dr. Duck podcast is a f- phenomenal podcast if no one's ever listened to it but and they cover it extensively but like you know trying to get out and get into the outdoors and bring kids along not necessarily your kids but kids that didn't have that chance kids that haven't had that br- uh, upbringing to you know not only it's not a respect your elders thing. It's like, you know, just respect the sport. I don't give a fuck if you respect me, just respect the birds, respect the fish. Yeah. Respect the, respect the environment that you're in and, and don't take it for granted because I was one of those kids. My dad wasn't a hunter or, or a fisherman. And I, and I was lucky enough to have friends that were, and I mean, you Chad introduced me to that world of, of duck hunting, which I loved for a lot of years, and I still love it. Uh, unfortunately, physical ailments and stuff like that make it harder for me to do it. And the same thing with fly fishing. You guys introduced me in that. And one of my one of the first times I ever went fly fishing by myself, I can remember it. I was at a brook, and there was a guy there fishing, and I was trying, you know, a couple different options that somebody had given me or you had given me, and. Um, and he came over and he says, the fish are really hitting this fly. And it was an Adams fly. And he handed one to me. He says, tie this on and you'll, you'll, you'll catch a fish. And he walked off. And I caught, you know, two or three fish on that fly. And I still have the fly to this day because it's just one of those, one of those things that you're never going to forget the situation that he helped you out. And he was respectful about it. He didn't come over me and say, what the fuck are you doing fishing here? Like that game warden did and showed you how to actually cast a fly rod? Because that was fucking hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, you know, situations like that are going to stick with people. And, you know, that situation with your oldest daughter the other day where she caught that sunfish, and she's going to remember that for the rest of her life. Yeah, and that, and that's the thing, like, you know, taking kids fishing, and I mean, I didn't even take a rod with me. I I haven't actually taken, and if I'm with my kids, I couldn't tell you the last time I've actually taken a rod with me to actually yeah. try and catch a fish. Like, I would rather catch a fish, or you know, hook a fish and hand the hand the rod to my girls. I mean. I've caught, I've set hooks on more fucking Barbie poles than I have fucking my own fucking rods in the past two years. You know, and it's something that my kids love and I, I want to foster that and, you know, be able to say, you know, look, 
we're here to just catch fish and have fun and we're not you know we're not so hard up we got to eat them but you could eat them if you want to and we can try it and i mean my girls love haddock and they love they don't love sushi which we'll have to work on but you know i i still i mean i couldn't tell you the last fish i kept and it's it has nothing to do with like oh wanting to not hurt the animal or anything it's or the fish it's just I would rather keep that, you know, fish trying to move on for the next generation and try and try and grow. I mean, yeah, Maine does do a great job in their stocking, and I think their stocking program is one hundred percent one of the best. It is. I mean, I wish that they do a little bit more to get you know the to get more people outdoors. I mean, yeah, one of the spots chat i mean the spot i learned to fly fish on down in connecticut with chad it's you know they do a huge thing down there and it's great access for anyone you know anyone that's you know handicapped they've got ramps down there for people to go down in wheelchairs to fish these holes now they're they're fly fishing only holes and may have gotten into an altercation down there with some people too but you know, it's, it goes back to respecting the outdoors. Like the reason you're, you're in this spot is because you're fly fishing and it is what it is. And if you can't catch a fish on a fly, then go fuck yourself. But <laughs> I mean, I do, <laughs> but if you're willing to learn, that's the important. Yeah. But if you're a fucking 55 year old guy, that's trying to cheat the system and you're using worms and you leave the fucking trash there. I will yeah, come up and smash it in your fucking face and you won't do a fucking thing about it. <laughs> Which might have happened down there. But it's just, you know, to to see the next generation coming up, it's it's awesome to see everyone that's involved in the outdoors whether it's because of TV shows or because they grew up with it, but you know, everyone needs a hand and anyone that is listening and wants to go out duck hunting or want to see what it's about fucking yeah. you're always welcome i got an 18 foot boat and always have spare room for a fucking spare gun because huey's being a bitch and won't come out but <laughs> i'll be out this year yeah this year was this past year was fucked up we didn't hunt a lot of spots we normally hunt it got so cold so fast yeah and we couldn't hunt. I definitely backed my boat right into a whole fucking frozen cove and just said, all right, well, I guess we're going somewhere else today, bud. Uh, well, old boy. I think that's it for us tonight. Yeah, it's been it's been a been a good one. It has. We covered a lot of topics from east to west, north to south. And uh, now I can't get gillies out of my mind. Oh, I might go right now. I'm <laughs> not shitting you. I'll post a little picture on the old mainly stupid Twitter sphere or Instagrams later. I'm, yeah, I'm like 90% positive I'm going. <laughs> well, have one for me. What do you want? What, what do you feel like having? You want another wiener? Because fuck, you eat two of them a year, I guess, or two of them a day. I mean, I didn't make. Uh, I think my go-to at Gillies, I always do their cheese fries. I get a cheeseburger, and I get two hot dogs with mustard and onions. 
I'm going to put ketchup on one of them. Yeah, of course you are. (laughs) (laughs) All right, fellow. Well, hey, you got a big week coming up. We'll try and figure out how Wednesday is going to go. But uh, we got a big special guest coming up Wednesday. And uh, hopefully it works out. I'm going to be out of town, but I'm going to try and call in if the old Huberto can figure out the old technologies. That's going to be an episode in itself. Yeah, we might have to do a little OJT training, on-the-job training. I'll have you come over. We'll we'll, we'll go through it. We're going to do all right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening, and uh, take a fucking kid fishing, would you? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Don't fall in like Georgie the Jew. (laughs) And on that, we are out of here tonight. Thank you.